Good evening, everybody. Hopefully we're live on Facebook um, and welcome to Shift Church. It's, uh, it's great to have you with us tonight. Um, do join in on the stream and um, say hello. Uh, tell us how you are tonight. Um, so it's, it's me here tonight with you, Liz, and uh, who else we got with us tonight? Uh, I'm here, Emmy. I'm just sharing it so everyone can see it online <laughs> as well. Um, so, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hello, and I'm Sean, and I'm here, and we're definitely live because I can see it on the stream. So, brilliant. Fantastic, fantastic. And um, so, yeah, remember that we have the uh, the podcast of this that you can listen to at any point during the week, and also it will be up on YouTube at some point. Um, and um, as ever, if you have any uh, questions or comments, do email Tim on uh, tim at allsaints-wellington.org. I think I got that right. Um, and do do ask any questions. So yeah, welcome. Um, so tonight um, we are going to be thinking a little bit about um, noticing what God is up to around us, um, noticing him in the small things and in the big things, and then joining in with that. So I thought what we might do is um, think a little bit together about noticing things are you good at noticing things or are you rubbish at noticing things and is there anything any stories that you can think of where you've not noticed something or that you have noticed something perhaps big because for me I'm I'm not a very good noticer of the things going on around me um, Tim and the kids are always always going oh look at that over there and I'm like what 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 and I can't you know I, I just don't know what they're talking about uh, I'm not very good at noticing things but um, I'm, I was trying yeah, to think I think that's I think that's true of a lot of people I certainly I certainly there are times when I have to be very um, good at noticing things if people don't know one of my jobs is I'm a food safety officer so often when I'm doing that job, I'm obviously auditing. So I have to notice things. Mm. But um, I remember going to a place once and um, this lady was very aggressively peeling a mango several years ago. This one. And it so happened I had a student with me and I just carried on. I just ignored this behaviour and just carried on and didn't even notice it. And when I came out, the student was absolutely terrified because she thought this person was going to attack me with this um, mm. with this mango. And I hadn't even noticed it. <laughs> and maybe that was my naivety. I can laugh about it now. Um <laughs> yeah but yeah but um but yeah so that's my naivety really I don't think uh, I always notice that stuff but obviously as a parent I mean you take me to the play park and I'm forever going oh what's that child up to what's this yeah. happening yeah. No, don't stand in that dog poo you know so yeah I think it depends sometimes on the situation but I can I can be both I don't know about what about you Sean yeah uh well I'm I'm just um just reading we've got David Sims uh, oh hi David <laughs> as well as, and we've got uh, Ali and and um Charlotte as well but David oh, yeah. has said yeah hi, I've said hi they've, they've said hi back so but yeah David um has quoted uh, Exodus 3 we can learn to try and notice and then more than that be nosy like Moses saw the burning bush and then went closer to it there's a holiness in nosiness 
Oh, I think that, that'll have to be our catchphrase for the evening, won't it? There's a holiness in holiness. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the catchphrase, isn't it? Yeah. And I think like Emmy's right that you notice things at different times. I think when I was um when I was a lot younger, I was really rubbish at noticing things. I still am, but even more so then. Because I remember we we were out for a walk one day and, and we were walking around the woods at um Sandringham, and my mum and dad were going, look 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 what can you see what can you see I was just completely oblivious and that they were they were just standing there with their mouths wide open and I was just like walking on completely oblivious and um and then mum had to sort of stop me and say look that's the queen mother just walking towards you and next to her is prince charles <laughs> and I just had no idea I was just like in a world of my own a little you know off with the fairies as well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my kind of noticing yeah so I think I think as well a few years ago I saw this YouTube video about um this woman who when she walks on the beach she always finds heart-shaped pebbles and I was like I like where do you find a whole load of and she had this massive collection of them you know like you do you watch these social influencers on they pop up on your stream yeah. oh, that's a really good idea so whenever I go to the beach now I always try and find a heart-shaped pebble it's really yeah. hard but I have found them almost yeah, every time so sometimes yeah. I do sort of challenge myself and think right today as I walk through Apley Woods I'm going to look for something that's heart-shaped you know mm -hmm. just to sort of almost like make make my soul or to have you know just happy or to mm -hmm. see something that just makes me smile you know um yeah so that's a good little tip if people are feeling that you know they need to notice something this week they could try that go for a walk and see if you can find something heart-shaped could be a puddle could be a cloud in the sky could be a leaf oh um, really nice yeah i i think that you um well for me anyway i tend to notice things when i'm prompted so for example when tim was preaching about noticing stuff it was like i, I thought oh, actually yeah he's right I, I, all of a sudden it was like oh yeah i remember this i remember that and this happened and that happened it was like uh, really good you know things like creation and stuff like that mm. um you know driving around i do a lot of driving and, and basically um I'm, I'm in places that are in the middle of nowhere and you sort of all of a sudden notice like hills and like nice um you know like the weather you know the sun being low and 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 it's been red lately as well mm. and it just kind of point you point it, it kind of points you to god because you think well only God could create that, you know, it, it, you know, it's, it's saying, yeah. So little things like that is quite interesting in the last couple of days. Yeah. Well, more of that later. <laughs> um, so today we're not going to have a spoken word piece today um, because the, uh, the talk is a little bit longer because there is an interview as well in the talk. Um, so we're just going to start with our readings. So I think, Sean, you've got... Um, I have got some, I'll just pull it up my phone, just bear with me, sorry. Uh, well, I do some high ears. I think Becky's, Becky says hi on the stream while you're finding it. Um, Ali's there, hi to Ali, hi to Charlotte, um, hi to David, I think I said hello to David. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. If I've missed anyone out, text Sean again so he knows. <laughs> 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 right, so I'm reading from um, Psalm 71 um, and uh, from verse 18 to, uh, can you just, yeah, that is right, isn't it, 18 to, um, 
2022 is that right i think that i i gave you it but i can't remember what it was but i'll okay. just have a look <laughs> just do double check that because for some reason that the the past it finishes yeah. at 24 is it 18 to 24 or 18 to 22 um it is uh psalm 71 yeah 14 to 21 Oh, there you go. Thank you for correcting me. Um, <laughs> that completely wrong, but never mind. Um, brilliant. Thank you. I have read it actually, but I just had a busy day today. So, uh, but so anyway, he, he didn't. He didn't notice the ending. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Take note. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm I'm reading the NIV version. If that makes any difference. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long. Though I know not how to relate to them all, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, Sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my mouth, since my youth, God, you have taught me. And to this day, I declare your marvellous deeds. Even when I am old and grey, do not forsake me, my God. Till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who, are, who have done great things. Who is like you, God? Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will again bring me up. You will increase my honour and comfort me once more. Thank you. That's great. And I think Emmy's got a passage from Matthew. Yeah, I've got um, Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 to 30. Um, and I'm going to read it from the message version. Um, so this is my version of it, mostly because that was the Bible I could find and was available. So I love the message. Sometimes yeah, and I, and I like in the New Testament. Sometimes the Lord leads us to these things. So I read it and went, yes, I'm definitely reading <laughs> There you go. So it's uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 to 30. Uh, and it starts with the unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, sorry, chapter 25 to 30. And, it, and it's called the unforced rhythms of grace. Abruptly, Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, you've concealed your ways from the sophisticated and, and the know-it-alls, but spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. Yes, Father, that's the way you like to work. Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. The Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation coming out of the Father and the Son, intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the Son the way the Father does, nor the Father the way the Son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line, anyone who is willing to listen. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me and get with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. 
I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Oh, thank you. So I what I love about the message is that it brings the language right down to earth. And, and you know, it's like it talks about ordinary people. And I think that's what it is. It doesn't sound high or too far away. It just it just brings it brings it really close, doesn't it? Like, come come to me and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I really, really love the way mm. that it, it phrases that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked that version when I read it. So and I've highlighted it in a previous in a previous reading of it. So that always makes me feel good when I'm rereading something. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that last time. So I must have liked it. Well, do join in on the stream with any thoughts about the readings. And um, I'm now going to share the talk. So do bear with me a minute. And listen to the spoken word. May we meet with the living word, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, as I've said a couple of times already this morning, we're thinking about today, noticing what God is doing. And this is part of a whole series thinking about our church value of celebrating. Our last, thought, last week we thought about the place of joyful worship in our celebration and our celebrating. And this week we're noticing what God is doing. That psalm that I read a few moments ago, it talks about having hope, about praising God. And it seems to me that as you read it through, that hope and that praise, it comes from reflecting on what God has done, noticing it, about telling others. Give me the chance, Lord, to tell the next generation, the psalmist writes. About trusting God to do the same kind of things again. God, I, I see that you've done this in the past, so I trust you for the future. And as you read through, it, just that refrain, those different phrases for what God does. Righteous deeds, saving acts, mighty acts, righteous deeds again. Marvellous deeds, mighty acts, great things. You might, when you get home, you've got a paper Bible, you might want to look at it this week. Look at this psalm and go through and highlight all the ways in which it describes what God does. Mighty, righteous, marvellous, great, saving, these things that God does. And in the midst of all that, though, the psalmist is real about life. He says some of these things have been painful and uncomfortable, even says bitter. But through them all, even the bitter things, the psalmist notices and sees God at work. And so trusts for the future when he's old and grey, that God will restore and comfort, even through the difficult times. And all of this, all of this trust, all of this telling other people about it, all of this hope, it all starts with noticing what God is doing and has done. The uh, passage from Matthew's eyewitness account of Jesus' life that Rian read for us, we begins with us hearing, overhearing Jesus praying. And as he prays, he's praising his Father God for showing the important things of the God's kingdom to little children. 
not to the, the wise and the educated, but to little children, those that the world might look down on. And then we hear some of Jesus' teaching. He makes it clear that we get to know God by watching Jesus, by listening to Jesus. And he says all that we need to do to hear him, to see God more clearly, is to admit our need and come to him in humility. To say, yeah, I'm weary, I'm worn out, I can't do life on my own. And as we do that, we find that as we humble ourselves, so we find in God, not, a, not, a, not someone far away sat looking down on us, but someone who comes to meet us in the same humility, with gentleness, who lifts us up, gives us rest, who takes our burdens. And I think one of the things we can take from this is that noticing what God is doing doesn't have to be hard work. We don't need to be clever or well-educated or feel like we know our Bibles really well or to be really advanced Christians to notice what God is doing. We just need to watch as children do, with interest, with that curiosity that drives them to ask why so many times. Um, <laughs> with humility, with a willingness to learn. And I wonder if it might help us this morning to think about three different areas um, where we might want to explore noticing what God is doing in our own lives, in our church life, and in our community. So let's start with our own lives. I wonder how you would react if I asked you what God is doing in your life at the moment. Take a moment. What is God doing in your life at the moment? Last week, um, I was talking a little bit about finding joy in the little things. If you want to hear what is, I'm assured, is a really good Eeyore impression, um, and you weren't here last week, it's still on our YouTube and Facebook channels. You can go and have a, have a listen if you feel like it, or on our sermon podcast. I was talking about what, finding joy in the little things, how that can lead us into worship. Uh, in the week, I received an email from someone in the congregation, and I've ha had permission to share this. And, and she wrote, As I was sat reading early in the morning this week, I just happened to glance out through the window and was so delighted with what I saw. The old trees opposite my house have been there forever, but it was a beautiful, cold, frosty morning with a fantastic blue sky, and those trees were lit like I'd never seen before. I even took a photo. It was stunning, and there was that elusive joy. I continued to look at them, and I started to think about God and us. God was represented in the strong, powerful trunks, and all the branches were intertwining. Us. It reminded me of one of my favourite passages in John's Gospel about the true vine. Yes, the trunk not only nurtures those branches, but it revives them from their dormant winter state to the beautiful green summer tree. And I felt so uplifted, for so it is with us and God and the varying seasons of our lives. I feel that that email expressed that person noticing what God was doing. It wasn't a complicated process, it wasn't difficult, 
It was just taking the time to stop and be and notice trees. And from that, and an openness to just reflecting on it, came to some conclusions and some insights into what God might be doing. And so it seems to me that if we want to be able to answer that question, it's worth taking the time to stop and reflect. I start most of my days looking back over the day before, journaling a little bit about the previous day, reflecting where God seemed to be present and where God seemed to be absent. Uh, this, way of, this way of looking back over the day before or in the evening looking back, if you're an evening person you want to do this in the evening, you can do it looking back over the day that's just been before you go to bed. It's based on ancient practice of, called examine. And I find it really helps to notice what God is doing, to celebrate it. We don't have to do it on our own, being part of a prayer triplet or a small group that can ask, what's God doing in your life at the moment? Can help us just to take that time to reflect on it. What would it be like if we were to help each other in this? To have someone, have people we trust who can ask us this question, what is God doing in your life at the moment? It might feel scary. What if I've got nothing to say? But it seems to me that it could release us and show us so much if we but dare it. And this way of noticing what God is doing can be used to discern what God is doing in the church as well. We have a staff meeting most Sunday mornings and we start those meetings by sharing where we've seen God at work over the last week and where we've felt like God has been absent. We celebrate and praise God for the things that we see God doing and that's great. But actually, the things where it feels like God is absent are sometimes the most fruitful. When we bring that and say, God, what, why, why did it feel like you weren't there? Have you, is this something you don't want us to be doing? Is it something we've got to press through? Those places actually, ironically, where we notice that we can't sense God or something appears to be going wrong, actually are the most fruitful for the kingdom we find. They provide opportunities for growth and for change. And again, this is something we can do in small groups, not just for ourselves, but for our church community. And then thinking a little bit more widely, when we're talking about the mission of the church, how we reach out and share the good news of Jesus with those around us in the community, a phrase we often use is, find out what God is doing and join in. Have you heard that? Find out what God's doing and joining. Well, if you haven't heard it, there you are. A gift for you this morning. Find out what God is doing and join in. Uh, part of the challenge of this is working out what God is doing so that we can join in. We need to notice. And how do we notice? Well, there was a bishop, a guy called John V. Taylor, who wrote a brilliant book called Go Between God. Um, middle last century? A long time ago. And his answer to this... This great writer on the mission suggests three ways of noticing where God is at work in the community. Which factors are giving people a more intense awareness of something other, which draws their attention to some greater whole? What is going on here that lifts people's eyes from the day to day and the mundane and the things in front of them to something else, something other, something wider? 
What going on here is compelling people to make personal and responsible choices? What here is, what going on in this community is making people change what they do for other people's sake? What factors are calling out from people self-denial and sacrifice? What's going on in our community which is encouraging people to put others before themselves? And John V. Taylor suggests that if we come across things that are encouraging people to look up, look to others, and put others before themselves, those God-like, Christ-like things, then it's a fair chance that God is stirring something up, that God's Holy Spirit is at work in these people, and we can join in with that. And it was written in the context of mission, of sharing the good news of Jesus. Uh, and this morning we're talking about noticing what God is doing so that we can celebrate. But I'd like to suggest that those two things are actually linked. As we join in what God is doing, so we can also point towards God. We can say to people, what's being done here is brilliant. Can I join in? And then at the right point say, I see God's hand in this. Can you see it too? Now, over the last couple of years, uh, we've been supporting uh, financially and some of our folk have been getting involved in a schools project that works across the Telford area, including in Charlton, um, uh, headed up by John Proctor. It's called Engage Schools. And so it's part of us thinking practically about what it means to notice what God is doing. I thought we'd have a worked example. So John's come along this morning. I'm going to ask him some questions about what God is doing in our local secondary schools so that we can celebrate it together. So, John, if you want to use that mic, I'll use my clip mic. Lovely. Good morning, everyone. Morning, John. So, can you share a bit of the background of what Engage Schools is and where it works? Mm, yeah, okay. So, Engage Schools um, is now uh, in its fourth year, um, and you'll appreciate it's been a funny kind of four years, and... Uh, Particularly the last uh, the last couple have been difficult, but but essentially, Engage Schools is a ministry of Telford Christians together, and uh, and also Catalyst Youth Trust, which which I also work uh, as a director of. And our and our mission, if you like, is to is to is to raise up the spiritual temperature in our in our local secondary schools uh, to see where uh, where there are avenues to serve, avenues to uh, speak about Jesus. Um, and ways in which that we can uh, get involved, not only as, say, me, because I, actually I'm the only person who's employed to do this work, but crucially how we can get involved in the mission of local church to help to match up kind of what's happening here, like physically here, and how that can, uh, can work in local schools, or indeed how we can support what you're already doing as a local church in your local secondary schools. So that's, uh, that's it in a, in a bit of a nutshell. So how have you noticed that God, God at work in our local secondary schools? And perhaps if you've got some examples from Charlton, that'd be great, but if not, elsewhere in Telford. Mm. Well, I think one of the real sort of challenges of the last couple of years is actually we've not really physically been able to be in secondary schools. That's been a, a, a real challenge. Um, but what I've noticed is that there's, um, that there's something that is... Uh, more than brewing, I think there's something really there in pockets 
around Telford. Of course, we're talking about 15 secondary schools, so it's hard to be kind of everywhere all the time. But, 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 but if I use sort of Charlton as an example, there is a real um, recognition that the church has got something to offer. And, and one thing that's been really uh, kind of perhaps fascinating is the way that you guys and, uh, and then over in kind of Abbaston House uh, with the St. Christopher's Trust have been able to kind of join up and do things that really represents the kingdom of God um, in that school. So I've been able to be perhaps a bit of a, uh, a, a, bit of a, a kind of catalyst in the background to kind of help things move. But, but actually what I, what I hear is, um, yes, we, we'd love to have you um, uh, kind of work in the self-esteem of the young people. Yes, we'd love to have you work in the, in the transition of young people coming in. Yes, we'd like to have the church speak into the, um, into the RE department. There's a lot of yeses. And, and t- please take it from me, any, any yes in a secondary school in this day and age is, is very much a recognition of, of, I think, God's movement because it's so easy for education to say no to us. We're not part of the system. We don't understand the rhythms. We're not actually intrinsically helpful in the curriculum. We don't really kind of, uh, in some senses, have anything particularly helpful to speak into, into the, the uh, institution of, of how, they, how you get a kid from A to B. And so when there's a yes, you know, I'm always looking for, is that a yes because they're looking to take something from us? Actually, um, the yeses are, are so infrequently cynical. Do, are you following what I'm saying? You know, sometimes people say, well, don't say yes to too much in a school because they just want to take it for granted. Actually, I don't find that's the case. Often I find that schools are, 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 are saying yes to things that are so important to us spiritually and, and, and so it's, it's wonderful to be a part of mm-hmm. that sort of environment. And on the flip side, have there been aspects of the work where it's felt like God's been absent, like things haven't gone to plan, that you've had to change things? Yeah, it's, it's, it, in some ways it's, it's, it's felt like perhaps 60-40 in the difficulty, particularly this last period of time, because um, it's so hard to communicate to a school the worth of, of perhaps what the church has to offer when the gates are closed and we had big plans for the last couple of years you know we started with you might remember we started with jesus live a big multimedia lorry classroom you might remember the news of that that was 2019 and once we hit the 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 first lockdown we became very much an online ministry now when you know the community on the other side of the camera there can be a real encouragement in that but there were times when we were perhaps I'd say perhaps faithfully sending encouragements to schools and thinking there is no re- there's nothing coming back we don't know what's going on and at times we just felt like we were dropping pebbles in a pond and nothing was happening and, and we, we have had to change our approach so dramatically at times sometimes even doing things that okay well schools will come but we'll for example in, in you know in in some senses okay it, maybe schools work isn't really happening even though we're called engaged schools well okay but i can see god moving perhaps in local youth groups 
maybe with the local youth leader, I'll spend my time over there and just just pray, okay, God, you show me a, you know, the faintest light over there. But, it, but it's been difficult because um, there have been so many things where we felt that, that God has been absent and it's been discouraging um, because there's been, obviously, in the pandemic, a lot of, no, that's not going to work. No, you can't come in. No, that was, that was a good idea you spent a lot of time on, but no, I don't want to use it. Wow, you know, it's been, it's been a difficult time. So how can we be praying for you and engage schools as we go into 2022? I think, um, I think I would love for you to pray, obviously pray for the local secondary schools, that's, that's obvious. Um, I think what I'd really love for you to, to pray into is, uh, is the people who are, uh, who are uh, coming through and, uh, and being able to give time to secondary schools. One of the big um, uh, um, perhaps surprises of this last period of time is how much the Church of Telford has been investing in youth work. That's a great encouragement to me, and I'd love for you to be praying for those people that have been put in position. One of the big surprises was the South Telford churches springing up a brand new uh, church youth ministry. And, and that was, I mean, I was thrilled because they, 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 that sprang up through a resource that we created. But this is the sort of thing I'm talking about. There's, there are, there are well-established youth works. You guys have well-established ministry. Please pray for those who are establishing brand new um, youth ministry around this uh, town and area. There's some wonderful stuff going on. And the people who are in those positions, um, I, I, I'm in the position where I'm encouraging them, but, but actually, you know, to have the church behind recognizing what God's doing, you know, the people in those positions and then the young people that they're serving. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know Fiona's going to pray for you and engage schools in the intercessions, but we're going to pray for you now as well because it never hurts to pray twice. Mm. So, Father God, we thank you for John. We thank you for engage schools and uh, the way that they have seen your work over the last four years. And we bring before you now particularly those uh, ministries among youth and in secondary schools that are being established now. Thank you for raising them up. Would you establish them and make them fruitful, please? And we pray for our secondary schools and our young people and teenagers that they would come to know you, to see you and to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, John. Bless you. Great. Okay. So we've heard from um, we've heard from Tim and heard a little bit from John about how that's kind of put into practice. Um, so yeah, do join in on the stream with any of your thoughts about what Tim said um, about or what John said about um, noticing God at work. Um, so any thoughts and impressions here, Sean and Emmy? Any thoughts? I've got loads to unpack as always. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, me too. Well, thank you. <laughs> it shows you paying attention, I mean, that's the thing, see. So. Yeah, I, I have to write notes, Sean, because yeah. otherwise I forget. <laughs> but yeah, I put what is God doing for us at the moment? And one thing I just write is it's is at right at the moment, I don't know how other people feel, but generally when I talk to other Christians, I think I 
I feel like a lot of, of people around me and other Christians around me are really feeling God's absence at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, and maybe it's something I need to pray on, but um, I think after COVID and, you know, we've been really disconnected from church, we've, we've lost all those opportunities, small groups, you know, meeting with other Christians. We haven't had that for a year and a half it's now just starting to get back but people are really hesitant some people we love we can't still see or visit you know as we want to and I think I think although we feel like we should be back to normal I don't know I think there's a lot of grief around you know that absence of God at the moment I don't know how you know maybe people will be feeling like that on the stream but really just that real desire to connect with God again and notice him um I've just really felt God is saying that to me over the last month with conversations I've been having with people you know um just saying oh I you know really that feel of disconnection and I think that's what struck me from that um yes we can go about trying to notice God but when you're feeling disconnected from God that's really tough yeah really really tough and it, and it doesn't come back overnight either. No. I don't know what you guys think. So, Yeah, because you can't force yourself to, to notice God. if uh, It's not a forced act, is it? I think that was a lot of what Tim was saying. It's, it's mm. come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. It's not force yourself to notice things around you. Because um, sometimes it is really hard and sometimes we do feel god's absence and i think that's that's what tim brought out the beginning really with like the psalmists um, you know who were talking about they were noticing god um by remembering what god had done before yeah and and kind of reflecting on on the past and what what god had done and Mm -hmm. said did this in the past so i'm going to trust you for the future um even if it's even if it's really hard in the present and i think for me, that's been one thing when I felt God's absence is to is to look back and, and look at what he's yeah, look at what he's done in my life. Um, and I, I, I prayer journal and sometimes it's really helpful to look back at um, past years and things and see what God has done. And then just just remind ourselves and that that's noticing, isn't it? But it's not the forced noticing of, oh, there has to be something now or there has to be something because there isn't always something. You know, it's just but being living easily within that, I think. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we're going through really happy times as well. I mean, for some people, Christmas is a really joyful time. You get to meet all with family and friends. We've had a really good time. Sometimes you can feel God's real absence in there because you get to the end of that and go, oh, I haven't spoke to him for a month and I don't think I want to anymore. <laughs> you know? Know. And you can be feeling like that, in that or you go on holiday, you know, and it's just yeah. really difficult to find that reconnection if that makes sense yeah. where do, how do you reconnect to god um i guess that's what we were talking about in the noticing isn't it that reconnection how are we gonna reconnect to him how are we gonna and things so i was just thinking about that really and i think one of the things that i've always found useful is yes looking back but also is seeking him out so i think that's what we're talking about today really in the noticing it's actually making that conscious effort okay don't really want to join in with this today or I don't really want to do that today but I'm gonna do it because I really want to seek God out you know I really 
you know, I might just put my worship music on today um, because I just need to seek God. And it's finding those spaces and places that will lead you to him, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think yeah. that's very different, isn't it? To sort of the forced kind of, oh, I have to see something. I have to notice something. Mm. It's very, I'm, I'm just going to sit in God's presence. I, I am going to make that decision, make that active decision to, to be with God at this moment, which is what the psalmist did. So. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I, I, um, I liked what um, John was talking about, about the school stuff and that, and how, you know, about what he was saying about yes and all of that, I thought it was really good, because um, he, he was just so enthusiastic, it was just really good. Uh, it, it made me feel really nice inside, I guess, because he was, like, really fired up for it and, and really good stuff was happening, so... He was noticing that, that schools are opening and particularly open, particularly Charlton as well, which is local school. And um, so, yeah, I, I was really encouraged by that because obviously my daughter goes there as well. So uh, that, that for me was really good. Yeah, that was that was really exciting to hear what, what yeah. was going on in the schools and the, the sort of practical outworking. And, uh, yeah, I liked I liked Tim's reminder when talking about seeking God out. And um, David's, what did he say earlier about holiness and nosiness or something? Yeah, I that's they it, were, yeah. That was good. That reminded me of what Tim said about kids that ask why. And when, when kids ask why, they don't stop when you've given them the answer. <laughs> they keep on asking yeah. why. So it's, you know, it's, it's wash your hands and it's like, why? Um, yeah. It's dinner time. Why? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> food is nice. Why? <laughs> and it goes on and on and on. And, and you can just go around in circles. But I think there's that kind of attitude of, um, of, of keeping asking, of keeping, you know, asking why or asking, you know, how or where or all of those things. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like, I like what he said about in a practical sense about in terms of noticing God about finding out he said finding out about what God's doing and joining in and when he was talking about that he was talking about our community and certainly since we've moved to Wellington and just the town in itself you know with the opening of the theatre and the community kitchen and the community fridge at the school you can see in those projects, I think, God at work, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I found that really encouraging in our community, you know, and cafes opening and restaurants opening and things mm -hmm. like that. So I find that really encouraging when he when he's talk when he was saying that, you know, find out what's happening just from a practical point of view. And and if it if it is, if it is either encouraging people to look towards God or it's doing something that um is encouraging them to look towards others so giving then probably God is at work at that and I find that like is a really I've never thought of looking at the world I guess in that way before but that's quite encouraging when you're looking around that's one way of just acknowledging God's hand I guess in our community isn't it definitely so, yeah really good to see what's going on yeah and I think yeah go on no no I was just saying I was just thinking about what you said about um feeling like not close to God or God, sorry, an absence of God. And that's interesting because it's, you could look at it another way that God was prompting you to, you were feeling an absence of God, but then he's prompting you to, 
get back to him by um, with the music and that and um, and that, that when you listen to the music it reminds of God's goodness and his love and all that so it's interesting because he is speaking to you and he's, he's obviously speaking to us all the time we don't notice it until we actually take action like you did to to come back to him with the music and stuff and 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 surrounding yourself with christian people as well so yeah quite a good story there you you told (laughs) i think i think i think generally when you when you seek him out and you surround yourself with those opportunities Mm. to meet with him then that makes it easier Mm. for him to come in definitely um i think if you're if you if you're limiting those opportunities then it is it is more difficult for you to notice him um, but lots of people notice him in different ways um be interesting if anybody else and how they've noticed him in in the stream yeah anything um, on the stream um, um michelle says we notice when we truly seek yeah um ali has said i think sometimes we put ourselves under pressure to perform with god and he is just happy for us to just be and sit at his feet yeah uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so yeah, really good stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. So what what can we uh, what can we we take home from this? Then what one thing or what could we how could we share it with our kids? I think that's that's how Tim always <laughs> words. Uh, what can we uh, what can we what one thing can we take from this? Do you think tonight? I, I think um, what what the point we've kind of made subconsciously, if you like, is. It's about being in God's, you know, creating an environment where you're in God's presence, mm. um, you know, look with Christian music, being around people, you know, Christian people and that. And if you create that kind of environment, I think it's it's very healthy, you know, spiritually, it's a good thing yeah. uh, and, and, and brings us into God's presence. Um, so I think that's something, you know, worth considering, really. I think it's just so true. I, I was just reflecting today. I woke up late. I set my alarm, but I slept through it. And I woke up late. And by the time I got up, I didn't have time to go and have my prayer time with God. And it just threw me off for the day. And that's that's what happens when mm-hmm. we don't sort of make that time to seek. And um, it definitely I think it definitely makes a difference when we do. Mm, definitely. I think I think as well, like we all have different abilities to seek you know different amounts of time to seek you know for for some of us our lives can be really busy filled with small children and work and everything and like even getting five minutes of a shower to yourself can feel like impossible um so it's it's just yeah trying to think creatively about that and looking for people who are in similar situations I guess and asking how they do it um I was looking back through um my little prayer journal just as they were talking and um, I know it's like in 2019, so my daughter would have been three then, I think. Someone can correct me if I've got her birthday wrong. And, it, and I've just written at the top of the page, what is God doing this week? And on Monday, I wrote, this is what happened on this day. On Tuesday, I wrote, this is what, and I've like literally wrote a line for each thing. But what I've done is obviously that week, I've tried to seek him out whenever I had five minutes to write down. I've missed out Wednesday, Saturday and Sunday. So I don't know what he did on Saturday. But um, <laughs> because I probably didn't have time to write in it, but literally it's just a line. And I guess that's something that you could do with a child or a young person yeah. you know, at the end of the day. Just say, should we before bedtime, just say thank you for what God's done today. You know, and it could be really small. It could be something really big. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, really nice. it, it, 
that that's a little exercise that doesn't take up a lot of time and maybe you can do with any age person I was going to say you can just do it yourself as well as the kind of gratitude thing so I think we're we're going to now um have a little song um and it's actually a hymn but it's a hymn that um really reminds us to um seek out God in our environment and notice what he's doing all around us in nature so do join in with this I'm going to get
I think um, that um, Emmy is going to lead us in some prayers for the last few minutes. Thanks. Yeah, um, our prayers are kind of inspired today by a book called um, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. Oh, it's a great book. Um, and so it's the first page in that. So I'm going to read that and then that will lead us just into our prayer. Dance. In the beginning, God sang everything into the being for the joy of it and he set the whole universe dancing. God was in the center and at the heart of everything, like the dance of the planets before the sun, turning, spinning, circling, wheeling, revolving, orbiting around and around. God made everything in this world and in his universe and in his children's hearts to the center around him in this wonderful dance of joy. It's the dance we were born for. Lord, as your world turns, there are places and people who we know need your presence. They need to hear your song in their surroundings, in their practicalities and in their hearts. We lift them up to you, Lord. We pray particularly for on the stream for those who have left prayer requests. Mm -hmm. We pray for Daisy May's operation. Mm -hmm. And we just pray that that will be a successful one, that she will come through it and be ready to um, continue her role as a helper. Mm -hmm. We pray for Fiona and the death of her mum that she's struggling with. We pray in that grief that your presence will be felt, Lord. We just lift her up to you. Lord, we pray for those who are feeling um, far from you at the moment and feeling like it's really hard to notice what you're doing. Um, and Lord, we pray um, that anybody here tonight who's feeling like that, Lord, will be really lifted up by the words that of that song and of the uh, things that we've been talking about and know that that you're carrying them and that you are there with them lord um however they're feeling and what's going on in their lives and i pray that you just remind us all to um remember what you've done in our lives and and just keep on reflecting on that and keep on praising you and just even if it's a little thing every day, help us to find you in that day, to notice you in that day mm. and to really um, take note of that and, um, and so that we can remember it in the future as well. Amen. Father, we thank you for the passage that was read tonight with on Psalms about remembering what God has done. 
in our lives to to bring it forward when we feel away from you and we feel like we we're not doing very well lord we pray that um that we better take that away from tonight that actually you notice everything and you just want us to be in your presence and just pray that you help us to do that lord that that um whatever way it is whether it's listening to music or being with other people uh that that have a faith lord whatever it is that you would just draw us back into you when we feel um, like we your absence, that you'd help us to notice that because you want to be in our presence all of the time. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we know that you can use us as music makers in the lives of others. If there is a place or a person I can make a difference this week, let me notice that. Open my eyes to them. Be my conductor, Lord, and show me how to love them as you would love them. And how I can be your instrument in that. Yeah. Amen. Lord, as we move through the rhythm of this world, allow me to hear your melody. Allow us to grow in the, allow this melody to grow into a rhythm of praise for you. Let me tune into your presence this week so that I'm in harmony with your ways. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, Emmy. I loved your musical prayers. That was really lovely and really helpful. Thank you. So yeah, thanks to um, everyone who's who's joined us tonight on the stream. Um, it's great to see you all and uh, hopefully see you all next week. Um, yeah, and so it's a, it's a goodbye from me and goodbye from Sean. Goodbye from Sean. And Emmy. Goodbye from me. I just wanted to remind you if um, anybody out there, if they're feeling God's absence, they're looking for ways to seek God this week, that you can get in touch with those through Shift Church um, with um, the emails that are on our website. Liz, Liz gave us Tim's email at the beginning, or you can reach out to one of the leaders and perhaps we can um, help connect you or suggest some more ways that you could seek him out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do so join good night, everybody. Yeah. yeah, good night. Do join in with the uh, Shift Church group online. So, mm -hmm. Great to see you all and uh, see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. There we go. Very good. See, I told you that.